0: Hi everyone, my name is the Senator and I'm crazy about books. I love reading them aloud. But my brothers can only sit still for about 20 seconds before they just run off or start screaming and wrestling. So I've decided to share my love of reading with you guys. I hope that you enjoy. Hey yo peoples! It's me, the Senator, back for our podcast episode. Yay! Okay, that's it for today, folks. Thanks for listening, and see you next time. Chapter 36. A high-pitched screech, like tires squealing across pavement mixed with hundreds of shrieking girls, "'jolted Sophie out of her dreams. "'She threw on work clothes and rushed outside "'to see if Grady and Edeline needed her help. "'It was still dark, but once her eyes adjusted, "'Sophie could see an eagle-sized golden pterodactyl "'trying to escape the leash Grady held. "'It somersaulted into the sky, dragging Grady like a dead weight, "'while Edeline and the gnomes tried to calm the nearby animals. "'Screech!' Sophie covered her ears. How can I help? she shouted to Grady. You shouldn't be up. Go back to bed, Sophie. We don't need any help. Grady wrapped the leash around his legs for extra stability and yanked the cord, trying to rein the creature in. The beast fought back, using speed and momentum to pull Grady over as it gained headway. Screech! Kinda looked like he needed help. Sophie stared at the pterodactyl, trying to figure out what to do two enormous golden eyes locked with hers, and she held its gaze as an image filled her mind. Fire. Sophie wasn't sure how, but she knew what to do. She raced for the shed, grabbed the alchemy torch Edeline used when she made solutions for the animals, and raced back outside. A pile of dried umber leaves sat in the middle of the pasture, waiting to be dispersed to the animals for breakfast. Sophie ran straight for it and lit the mound before she could change her mind. What are you doing? Edeline screamed as Sophie jumped back from the enormous blue flames that smelled uncannily like fried chicken. Someone get some quick snuff. Just wait a second, Sophie said, pointing to the pterodactyl, which had quieted down. I know what I'm doing. She really hoped that was true. The creature circled once, then dived nose first into the blaze. Sophie couldn't help shrieking as the fire engulfed its golden body, but the pterodactyl flapped its wings in the flames like a bird in a birdbath. Sophie had to back away to avoid the flying sparks. What on earth were you thinking? Adeline demanded, jerking Sophie away from the fire. What could possess you to do that? It was cold, Sophie pointed pointed to the pterodactyl, still playing in the flames. Cold? Grady asked, joining them. He was covered in bits of grass and mud. Yeah, Sophie told him. She needed fire. Grady stared at Sophie, then at the creature. I think you're right. I bet this is a Flaridon. They have fire-resistant fur, and they have to be around flames or they'll freeze to death. It's why they're so rare. But how did you know that? I'm not sure, but I think... She tried to replay the moment. It wasn't a triggered memory. She'd been worried about that at first. It was more like, I think I read its mind. Is that possible? Grady ran a hand down his face. I don't know. I've never heard of anyone reading an animal's mind before. Who cares? Adeline interrupted, her voice an octave higher than normal. You could have been burned. You could have been killed. And you're supposed to be in bed, resting from your last brush with death. Sophie backed a step away from the wild-eyed Edeline. I was just trying to help. We don't need your help, Sophie. We need you inside, where it's safe. Now go, she pointed to the house. Sophie glanced at Grady, hoping he'd defend her. She did solve the problem, after all. But Grady was too busy holding a trembling Edeline. That's when it hit her. Fire. Death. Jolie. I'm sorry. Sophie stammered, not sure what to say. "'I didn't mean to worry you.' "'It's fine,' Gritty said, as much to Adeline as to Sophie. He turned to Sophie. "'Go back inside and rest. We'll talk in the morning.' He sounded calm and quiet, but something in his expression warned her not to push. "'Okay,' she mumbled, dropping her eyes. "'I guess I'll see you when I wake up.' Neither of them said anything as she walked back to the house. "'No good night. Certainly no hugs, and when she turned back to wave, they'd already turned away. Things weren't much better at breakfast the next morning. Grady and Edeline's smiles looked forced, and neither of them had much to say. "'So, where did the flaredon come from?' Sophie asked, trying to feel the silence. "'She flew into our pasture, pasture, screeching her head off, and we scrambled to calm her down,' Grady answered. "'That's when you found us. It's strange.' Flaredons live near volcanoes, and that's why it didn't occur to me to use fire. Gildy strayed a long way from home. Gildy? We were up late calming her down, and it felt silly calling her Flaredon. So, when we figured out it was female, I named it Gildy. It's a good name. Adeline gave a forced smile and looked away. You really think you read her mind? Grady asked. How would I know about the fire? I think I might go practice with Gildy for a few minutes before school. Absolutely not, Adeline snapped instantly on her feet. You're staying home to rest, and you're not going anywhere near those animals. Is that understood? But I'm fine now, and I always help you guys outside. Well, that was a mistake on our part. What I'm correcting now. I don't want you to outside in the pastures anymore. Grady couldn't meet her eyes. Is this about last night? Sophie whispered. It's about a lot of things. We haven't been looking out for your safety, and I'm trying to collect that. Adeline sighed. Why don't you go study? Finals are less than a month away. Unfortunately, Adeline was right. Sophie spent the rest of the weekend trying to wade through the horribly boring fire-catching book Sir Connolly had assigned her to read the day, of the quintessence tobacco. She had a feeling fire catching would be on the final exam, but it was so dry she kept trying taking breaks to experiment with Iggy. Most of the time she couldn't decipher what he was thinking, but she suspected it was because Iggy didn't think before he acted, like when he wrestled with one of her socks and rolled off the bed or shredded her homework for no apparent reason. But other times she did wonder if she could feel his thoughts it was more of a vague emotion than a concrete thought, which actually made sense. Human thoughts felt different from elven thoughts. Maybe each creature's mind was different. She'd have to ask Tirgan to know for sure. If anyone else told me that, I'd question their sanity, Tyrgan chuckled. But with you, I'm learning anything is possible. Sophie blushed. You really have never heard, anyone reading- heard of anyone reading animals' minds? No, I've also never heard of anyone transmitting across impossible distances, or having an impenetrable mind, or tracking exact locations. So I can't say I'm surprised. In fact, I wonder, do you think you could transmit to an animal? Or track them? I guess I could try. His face lit up. Yes, you must. And if you can, I think it would qualify as passing your final exam. You'd pass me? Just like that? Sophie, you have the greatest telepathic abilities I've ever seen. I'm not sure I'm qualified to test you. Even if you can't do this, I'll find some other exercise excuse to pass you. It's wrong not to. Her heart lightened at his words. One exam down, seven more to go. I'll work on it tonight and let you know on Thursday. I look forward to hearing your results. Sophie decided to practice with a different animal. So she chose the resident T-Rex. Verity's thoughts were more defined than Iggy's, but less intense than Gildy's. And when she sent Verity an image of her right paw over and over, Verity finally got the hint and raised it. Then Verity's thoughts told her she wanted a tummy rub as a reward. Sophie giggled and rubbed the soft, downy feathers. She could transmit thoughts to animals. How awesome was that? What are you doing out here? Sophie spun around, backing up a step when she saw the fury in Adeline's eyes. I'm reading Verdi's mind for homework. I think she wants to eat the verminian, so you might want to keep her away from him. She waited for Adeline to laugh, or at least smile. Instead, her eyes narrowed. I thought I made it clear you're not supposed to be outside. Sophie kept waiting for things to go back to normal after the allergy incident, but it had been four days, and Adeline was getting worse. I have to be allowed outside sometimes. If I tell you to do something, I expect you to do it, Adeline snapped. But I'm fine. You have to stop acting like everything could kill me. Adeline paled. She looked anywhere but Sophie. You're right. I'm worrying too much. I promise I'll be careful, Sophie said, desperate for something that might ease the pain in Adeline's features. You don't have to worry. Adeline was quiet for a long time before she shook her head. Yes, I do. Then she turned and went inside without another word. Adeline didn't join them for dinner. Sophie tried to ask Grady about it, tried to apologize, but he just told her not to worry and stared out the window. Loud pounding on the front door broke the silence between them. Sophie answered the door and an out of breath Alden raced in. The smell of smoke and fire trailed behind him like an aura. Grady leapt to his feet. What happened? There's been a development. Alden glanced at Sophie before turning to Grady. I need your help. Their eyes held for at least a minute before Grady stepped back, recoiling like he'd been struck. It took Sophie a second to realize Alden had transmitted a message. Grady leaned on the table, panting breaths shaking his chest as he ran his hands through his hair. I can't, he whispered you know I wouldn't ask if it went imperative. Grady shook his head. I'm sorry. Ask the others. You're the only one I trust. Sophie held her breath, watching Grady. Alden's face looked desperate, and if he was worried, it had to be vital. Grady sank into a chair looking 30 years older. He hid his hands. He hid his face in his hands. I'm sorry. I can't. Alden closed his eyes listening to Grady's thoughts, transmitting another plea. Not since the cheating incident had Sophie been so tempted to violate the ethics of telepathy and find out what was going on. But if Alden somehow caught her, Bronte could use it to get her exiled. Would he catch her? She could probably sneak in without him knowing, but what would she do with the information? If she said or did anything about it, he'd know how she found out. It wasn't worth the risk. Alden let out a full body sigh. I'll have to find another way then. Excuse me. He nodded to Sophie as he turned to leave. Wait. It took her a second to realize the voice was heard. She cleared her throat and as Alden faced her. What's going on? Alden opened his mouth, but Grady cut him off. Go to bed, Sophie. But go to bed now. She'd never heard Grady so angry. Even Alden took a step back. She blinked her eyes burning with hurt and humiliation, and fled to her room. Grady and Edeline weren't home when Sophie came, out, came down for breakfast. They'd left a note on the table for her. Gone out. No good morning, no love, Grady and Edeline. She tried not to let it bother her, but it did. They were still gone when she got home from school. As much as she wanted to practice telepathy with Verity or Gr- Gildy, she stayed inside and studied. She was determined to do what she could to cooperate. At sunset, the gnomes shared some of their dinner, and she ate alone in her room, wondering if she should worry. When the stars came out, she decided it was time to call Alden. Before she could, the front door slammed. She raced down the hall, freezing when she heard hushed conversation. She peered over the railing, catching a partial view of Grady and Adeline. It was the right decision. Grady told Adeline, sweeping the hair off her face as he pulled her close. Muffled sobs drifted up the stairs. It's best for everyone. Alden will find somewhere, else. someone else. Adeline cried harder and Grady cleared his throat. Come on, I'll take you upstairs. Sophie barely had enough time to sneak back to her room. She crouched by Iggy's cage and rubbed his cheeks through the bars as Grady peeked his head through the door. Oh, you're awake. I wanted to make sure you got home safe before I went to bed. Guilt twisted his handsome features. Sorry, didn't mean to worry you. It's okay, where were you? On an errand. She stared at her hands. Did it have something to do with Alden's visit last night? That's none of your business. You should go to bed, it's getting late. She didn't want to upset him, but she needed to know. Something bad is happening, isn't it? Freddy's sigh echoed through the silence. It's nothing you need to worry about, okay? Okay, she agreed. But when she crawled into bed, all she did was worry.